Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United More than just a Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season nine, it is episode 13, and we're on the back of another defeat. So what what could go wrong on the podcast this evening? Good evening, John. How are you, and what are you doing? I'm well, and I'm speaking to you. And back is Nigel, a.k.a. the Shed Man. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Eating a Kit Kat. Not a natural broadcaster, that. (laughs) (laughs) No, George tonight. He's uh, otherwise engaged. What is he doing? He's got a work thing, I think. He's got a work thing. Lucky him. Lucky him. So... Um, it's probably not going to be that cheery um, because another defeat um, in under Pellegrini we trust. John, you watched the game. Yeah. None of us were there, by the way, even if any of us were spotted, just to be clear. I None thought you went, the game. No, I didn't go. No, I thought you I was on the people's in march. I was on the people's march. You weren't on the people's march. Don't no, start I wasn't, giving it all I was, that. I wasn't. I was. Uh, you were up in London. <laughs> I was at the London Dungeon for Halloween. Anyway, uh, and I, I did listen before I got to the London Dungeon, though. Um, anyway, uh, what did you think of the game, John? We lost 2-0, by the way. Oh, we do, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I spoke to someone today about it. I said, well, we, we lost 1-0. No, you didn't. You lost 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what how memorable the whole thing was. switched off. Um, it was just very, very poor. And quite early, it was clear it was going to be one of those games. We just got nothing about us again. What did you say on our WhatsApp group before the game? Well, yeah, you, you lacking in confidence, ain't scored any goals at home, haven't won for four games on the trot into West Ham. It's like, it's the West it Ham way, isn't it? Wasn't it? It's that predictable. It's, They'd lost it four is... games on the bounce. Their manager had been told that he's got three games to save his job. They were low on confidence. The fans were giving them grief. 
enter West Ham. Yeah, it's just so predictable. West it Ham way. The West Ham way. And it's just the same old, same old season after season after season. And if you don't like it, you know what you should do about supporting West Ham because that's how it's going to be. Always seems to be, always well, I, has I, been. I wrote that. I said it doesn't seem to matter what um, what manager it is. This is the West Ham way. Build up the aspirations at the beginning of the season. Yeah, this is going to be our season. Yeah, we've got a chance to go third against pa- uh, by playing Palace. They haven't won away for months. Wallop, lose. Well, Palace, oh, had, no, got... Palace had a good away record, I think. If I... Oh, did they? Yeah. So then we have a chance to go fourth. By the way, we had a chance to go fourth on uh, at the weekend if we'd won. I know we were the lunchtime kickoff, but we still could have gone fourth. Yeah, against a team that can't string a win there. They're in the relegation zone. They're 18th. Easy win. Bollop. We're now 10th. How many and... points off the bottom three? Well, funny you should say this because we're five points now off third. We're also five points off 19th. There you go. So, and, and only four points off 18th. There's, there's not a lot in it between. Oh, it's a standard season then. Standard season. What, what Did you think um, Pellegrini was to blame in his setup? You know, he made two changes. False change with uh, bringing Masawanku for um, for Cresswell, who, who's had a groin strain. Rested Yamalenko, who'd played two games, but so had Masuaku. Um, best well, team he could have named? Was it what you would have named? I mean, Yamalenko, to some degree, played two games for the Ukraine. He's just coming back from a, a serious, proper serious injury. So, you know, you could be excused for sort of doing that and not starting him. Though he is in form and he's scoring goals. But as far as the rest of the team goes, it's pretty much as you'd expect, isn't it? I mean, the well, first the well, first goal was. I mean, I mean, the keeper made a save not long before that, but the first goal to be beat on your near post like that, it was yeah. just. And I don't, I don't blame Roberto either. No, it's just it was an extremely poor performance. It's becoming a habit again to be a lacklustre team with no five or anything going on forward. Who's to blame? Who's to blame, John? Well. I don't know. Where do you put the blame for it? I mean, the players, the, players, the manager, the owners, the fans. Oh, it's got to be the owners. VAR. It's got to be the owners <laughs> and the stadium. And probably Karen Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. You know, it's just, it's, it's the spell we go through year in, year out. It's just come earlier. Well, I'd say earlier. We didn't win for the first four or five games last season. So, yeah. It's, you know, I bet you're really regretting you're not going to see Sheffield United this. Uh... <laughs> I've got spare tickets, by the way, if you if you want to come. Oh, that's my arrival date of the the family visiting. But mm. no, I'm not. I'm so not. I got a lot of grief when I gave up my season ticket. I got a lot of grief from various quarters, and also got various messages when we beat Man United. Yeah. What a time! What a time to do this! What a time to yeah, do yeah, that! Yeah. No, you're not regretting. And now I just I did say, look, wait a minute, and then we got beat by Oxford, <laughs> and then you know it's just yeah, it's not looking good. Um, it's the same. It's one, the, it is the same old, isn't it? It's the same old thing. One last question, um, and I, I say one last question, but it's a two pronged question. What's going on with Lanzini and and uh, Anderson? Because you know, here's here's a playmaker uh, in in Lanzini 
who we waited and waited. We signed him up. He was on 40 grand a week. He's now on over 100 grand a week. So he's got a nice new contract. Is he on over 100 grand a week? He's on 100 grand a week. Yeah, Jesus he's gone from 40 Christ. to 100. And then we've got Anderson, who's on 100 grand a week, joined us on 100 grand a week or more. Uh, I think with bonuses, is about 125, one of our top earners. This is where our play space be coming from. Some people are saying Anderson is a luxury we can't afford. I, I get grief when I say things about Anderson because people pick me up and say, you know, you don't watch the game. You, he's a lot better. But is he a luxury we can't afford? And Lanzini, is he the player that he was before since he signed his contract? Well, you know, he he didn't play that many games before the injury that warranted him to be the player that we all kind of... He, he's inconsistent. Lanzini, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lanzini is inconsistent. He has been all the time he's been with us. So is Anderson. Anderson's like extremely inconsistent, but he seems to be turned the other way where he's had a, quite a run of a few bad games as opposed to, you know, every third game being absolutely fantastic. Mm. I, I kind of hoped that he would become more consistent as he became more used yeah. to the Premier League. But, but he's always been... Seem... To, to be fair... And I, I wrote about this earlier in the week. He's always been inconsistent. And, and for some reason, we look at Lanzini, with, or, or most fans do, with rose-tinted uh, specs. That, you know, he's the jewel. You know, he's the, he's, the, he's the player. But, you know, he's always been a bit hit and miss since he joined, really, hasn't he? Well, we kind of, I think we all kind of remember him back for the days of him playing alongside Pyatt. And yeah. how they sort of lit up our team and did what they did, you know. So I think we all feel a soft spot for him based on that season. But, you know, he's he's a a decent player. And when he really up for it, but he is, again, his shooting's not very accurate. He he has a go and he quite often misses by quite a margin. And, you know, it's just the two of them being off pace and not in form has a major impact on what we can achieve and our creativity. You take that into account as alongside we're defensively poor. We've, we have been defensively poor for ages. And we just, you know, you just can't see where the improvement's coming unless they just pick up and form these players. But, you know, do does he, does he now say, look, okay, you two are out of form. Does he give Wilshire a run? Let him have a go for a while. Yeah. He's got the so, ability. So, so just just the last thing. Luxury we can't afford, Anderson. No, I don't think so. Anderson, I mean, I know you... Twists and turns and nutmegs and all but whatever. George, thing, but... George said to me, he, he was more concentrated than I was because I was up to stuff as well at the time. But he said to yeah. me, his words to me was, Anderson's having one of his can't-be-arsed games. Yeah. And, and he said he's just basically every pass he plays is too short, too long. You know, everything about he and he has those games. Yeah. But, you know, he's just out of form. Cool. And Anything else to say? Man of the match, did you have one? No, everyone was rubbish. Everyone was rubbish. Yeah. Okay, so, little stat attack before we go to Nigel. Uh, Everton had 51%, which means we obviously had 49, so nothing on possession. The real big difference, they had 19 shots, 10 on target, we had eight shots, four on target, so not not really surprising they were the worthy winners. Nigel, you watched it? 
Yeah, I, I watched the first half, and then. Oh, by the way, before we start, watch your language tonight. Hello to Nigel's mum. Glad you're a new listener. <laughs> listener number nine. Uh, watch your language tonight, Nigel. <laughs> yes, thanks for that. Yes, I've, I've, if you want to know how to get me to behave, introduce my mother into the argument, and then see me change. Um, I watched the first half. Yes, second half, uh, I didn't watch live, but then I watched the highlights on Sky. Um, Where do you start? I mean, from the off, you could see Everton flew out the traps and came at us. Uh, It was good to see Roberto get a good save in early doors from, I think, Tom Davis at the back. And if you're going to take positives from the game, the way Roberto played sort of was a positive, though for the first goal, I think the TV people were pointing their, or the stream that I was watching, were pointing their fingers at him saying he could have done better. Um, but then Masuaku should never allowed like Bernard the, the room to turn like that. No. So, you know, the, 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 I think they hit the post not, not long after that. Again, you know, the first 15 minutes, we were like rabbits in the headlight. And... Oh, what was that? Oh, right. Well, it definitely weren't me because I wouldn't have that song playing. Um, Is that your ringtone, John? <laughs> no, that was something I opened up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, it was on silent. Someone just sent me a message. It was a message from Karen to Sean. Anyway, dance <laughs> um, <laughs> puppet. Um, anyway, yeah. So you know, it was it was one of them games where you know, at half time, I got a phone call. Could I go and help my wife down the market? And it was one of them where you think, do you know what? I'd be happy to go down there <laughs> because I just knew we weren't going to get back in it, and it, you know, it didn't surprise me at all. And then I watched it back to see if we showed anything. I'd spoken to my nephew, Billy, who was at the game. And, uh, you know, it it was just poor, poor, poor. I mean, they had a third goal disallowed, VAR. Didn't, mm. You know, what was all that about? So, it's- no, I know you're not a big fan of VAR. Can I ask you a question? Because I know you like your, your questions. Yeah. West Ham suffered their first away defeat of the league. Yes. Right, this season. Yeah. Only other two other clubs are unbeaten away from home. Who are they? What, in the league or in the Premier League? In the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool uh, yep. are unbeaten away. Yep. And One other. the other team, unbeaten away. From home this season. Uh, Chelsea. Nope. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Man City have been beaten. Chelsea have been beaten. Spurs have been beaten. It's the is West Ham it, way. Come on. Is it Palace? Nope. No. Um, Watford. No, they've been nope. beaten by everyone. Norwich. No, they've been beaten away from home. Yeah, they're unbeaten. Is it Leicester? No. All oh, right. Who's in? Carlos Tevez. There's your clue. Sheffield United. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> Sheffield United are unbeaten by home. We're playing them this Saturday. Yeah, I was explaining to two mates, uh, you know, that this Saturday is the Carlos Tevez derby. And they looked at me and went, what's it got to do with him? 
So there you go. We're thinking another easy game, Sheffield United, unbeaten well, away the, from the, home. This, this is the, the, the problem. You know, we'll come to later the question I posed on Facebook. Pellegrini's come into a lot of stick that in a way surprises me, but in a way perhaps don't. You know, the flip-flops are flip-flopping, as, as, yeah. I, as I would say. For me, I always start with the players. So who do you, is that who you blame? Yeah, well, you didn't yeah, but blame no, the setup. Listen, the at the end team, of the day, the hold team. up. You say he sets up, yeah? He's made two changes. Masuaku for Creswell. It's not a change anyone would argue with. Creswell was injured anyway. Right. Well, I but, would argue why my why Masuaku and Creswell were given two long contracts in the first place by him. But I well, guess that's whatever, a long... But you say that Masuaku was flying before he got sent off. People, you know... Groaned when Creswell. He's a great left left winger. Creswell, people groaned about when he was brought back in the team and put in two or three great performances, scoring twice. Yeah, and then he's he's like got a slight groin strain or whatever. Bring Masuaki back in, and the other ones is four now. At the end of the day, we paid a lot of money for. We got twenty five million. Yeah, but we got to start bedding him in. The, the only way he's going to get better in the Premier League, or the only way we're going to know if he's up to the Premier League, is by playing him. 25% of the game's already gone. Bedding in, how long is he going to take? 25% of season? the season's already gone, not the game. Yeah. Um, uh, season. Right, yeah. take all seasons, Exactly you know I mean? right. You, when you get, I've always said it, you can... Save our season. When again, is the save our season game? Not till March. Um, <laughs> you, you have to give players that come from abroad time to bed in. Some will instantly uh, get it, but there, there are better players than, than Fornells that have struggled with this league. So you have to afford them time, but the only thing you can do is bring them in and play in them. Now, obviously, we've got a tough game, Sheffield United, coming up. It is tough. You know, and then after that, Newcastle and the Carroll back. You know, these are games that, do, do we start doing a poll um, whether Pellegrini should stay if we lose against no, Sheffield United? No, no, United? no, no. <laughs> you tongue in cheek. Come you on, probably yeah. will. <laughs> you need to take the tongue out of their ass. That might help. But anyway, oh, sorry, Mum. Uh, but anyway, Nigel. Yeah, yeah. She, she thought she taught me better than that. Um, I, no, you, you have to get. There's, there's ways of looking at it. The Pellegrini question is a difficult one because at the end of the day, he, we, we're playing. When we play well, we play really well, and it's decent football, and it's the type of football we want to watch. Now we're not doing that every game for whatever reason. Whether the players ain't up to it, the opposition stop us from doing it, or whatever. But it's still, we're surely we're still better off with Pellegrini, and it, and. It, if Pellegrini is the best manager that we can entice to this club, which we all agree he is, surely. Yep. So then what comes after him? Because it, if Pellegrini can't improve this club to, to what the owners, where do they go then? Because we all know, in, in our sensible way, we ain't got the money to do what the, the likes of other managers would want. So if you go next level above Pellegrini, you've got managers that are going to want to spend 70, 80 million pound every year. And you know we ain't got the money to do that. So therefore, we have to, what we need to do is learn to accept these results will happen. We've got to learn to accept 
accept where West Ham is is as a club. Yeah, you know, and and the quicker people do that, and you know, perhaps the quicker the, the fans will learn to accept. I don't know. Perhaps it's a social media thing. West Ham as a team, if you look back throughout history, don't seem to have changed. We've always done this, you know. We all joke about yeah, it yeah, the West Ham way. So why do people get so aerated That's about we're it? in a shiny new stadium, I think. Well, there is that, you know, expectation. You're still writing made. your uh, West Ham till I die. Uh, I, I've uh, not, I've not been, column. I've not been well for a few weeks, so I've, I've not done um, any writing or whatsoever. So, but I, I will get, you know, back into it. Hmm. So, any anything more to say about the game, or is it just a bad day in the office? Move on. I don't know if it's Another. a bad day at the office because that's the thing that we we you got to be concerned at that performance, and you got to be concerned is if we're looking at progression. That's a game we won last season. So your barometer is now well, showing minus barometer. four. Well, funny you should say minus four. Yeah, yeah the barometer. So. Let me just go through it. Villa, <coughs> we 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 um. So, so Villa was the same, Man United was the same, we won. So we got up to, when we got up to Bournemouth and we got um, uh, a draw, we lost that last year. So we got plus two. So we got up to plus two to Bournemouth. Crystal Palace, we won last year. So from a plus two, we became a minus one. Everton away, we won last year, 3-1. That makes us minus four. Sheffield United... Um, paired with Fulham last year, we won 3 1. If we lose that, we'd be at minus seven. Newcastle, we won 2 0 last year. If we lose that, we're minus 10. And on a go. So it's not looking great from, from no, the West Ham well, barometer side, which is, for those who haven't heard before, the West Ham barometer pitches the games against last season. So it looks at, you know, all the teams that are in the Premier League against last year's results, home and away. And then replaces anyone who was relegated to the ones who'd been promoted and the, the one in the order they came up and went down, basically. Yeah, so if you take that, if you're looking for progression, I mean, I think if five points or four points last season would have put a seventh, if I'm right, might have been five with goal difference. So, therefore, that's what we should have looked at, increasing our tally by five. The fact that we're now 25% through the season, we're minus four. Therefore, we've got to push on. We've got to find another nine points against teams that we yeah. didn't get against last season. Yeah. Is that going to happen? Well, I asked 1,000 Clarendon Hugh readers yesterday, can Pellegrini achieve better than last year? So he finished 10th last year. Can he get top nine or above? 1,000 people. What do you reckon the answer was? Claret and you, readers. Yeah. Oh, it's tough to gauge their yes. brain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 1,000 of them have said yes. Of course he can. 52 say, 52% say no. He can't get above top 10. Only 48, See, obviously, the, say he can. The thing is, you've worded 10. the question so, wrong, though. Why? Because we could finish ninth but have less points than we got last season. What difference does it make? It's not progression then, is it? Well, it is progression, no, isn't it? Well, if you get Positioning less points... Oh, position- no, 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 no. Are yeah. you telling me if we get less points than last season, 
Are you going to honestly sit there and tell me that that's progression yeah. if we finish one Cause, place? Because it's all relative. It's no, all relative. Oh, I'm sorry. That, it is. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. You're not having that. The rain, the snow. John, you'd say, John what do you think? Come on. If you, oh, it's, 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 sometimes it's not even worth arguing with the man, is it? It's, it's just... It's so- do you think... All right, well, let's just ask you two the question direct. Do you think he's going to finish above... His position last year, top 10. John? No. Nigel? But you're not listening. I'm not talking about the position, I am, am I'm I? just asking you a question. Then you can say your thing. Do you think he'll finish above top 10? I still 10? think there's a possibility he could, yeah. Sitting on the fence. But the, but you're I, saying what you're... Nigel's right. For progression, you have to get more points this season than he got last season. How and then what position you're finishing should then reflect that as progression. If you get less, but because everyone else has been more, have been worse, then that just makes you worse. Though you might finish higher up the table. It's, I get that. Yeah. So progression really is a points improvement. It's in progression. But unfortunately, league position is the prizes, right? It doesn't matter how many yeah, points you score. You don't get extra bonus rights, points. For the points more scores. points you get, the higher up the table you'll end up. You should be. Oh, the last season we got fifty-two points. Yeah, and yeah. I was right. Well, five more points, 57, would have tied us for seventh spot with Wolves. Yeah, one more point well, would have put us above Leicester. Three more points would have put us uh, eighth. And where are Leicester now? Uh, but Leicester have progressed. Yeah, Leicester are third. Two points yeah, but, off yeah, but what you got to remember is Leicester, halfway through their season, when they were behind us, sacked their manager and put in Brendan Rodgers, who then managed to propel Leicester above us. I mean, Brendan Rodgers will achieve. He tends to have a reaction wherever he goes. So. Okay. Anyway, it's not a uh, Leicester City podcast. Uh, it is a West Ham podcast. Um, what did you and- think then, Sean? Or did well, you, I, did you I, listen, just listen to it, not watch any I, of it? I, I listened to it and watched the highlights. So I listened to it on uh, Radio 5 or whatever. LBC, actually, I think it was on. LBC? Yeah. LBC done football. Oh, oh no, it was Sorry, Talk Sport. Talk Sport, it was. I was listening to it on On the DAB. day that was going on on Saturday, I doubt if they had put on the football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. You're right. They, they were broadcasting the uh, House Comes Live. It was talk sport I was listening to. So um, obviously, I only went on the commentary and watched the, you know, the short highlights afterwards. So it's difficult. Uh, and I've read the reports. It's difficult to have a proper um, appraisal of it. But by all accounts, it it was awful. And people who watched it said you didn't miss much, Sean. It was one of the worst performances we've had and certainly didn't look didn't sound great on the uh on the radio on the wireless so i i knew it do you know what i wanted to write a blog saying it's the west ham way so so huey was saying ah oh, we'll walk this one we're going to win it everything i was like you john i thought no um everton are down on their luck they're a bogey team i always remember that um that they've lost four on the bounce etc they're, they're bound to walk all over us, and they did. The Toffees won it. And that one, one thing, uh, and I don't know if you picked up on this, um, Manuel Pellegrini said 
in the post-match interview on BT Sports. Everton had more energy. What's he mean by that? They run around more. Yeah, they were doing more work than ours was. I mean, he did also say that he'd, if he could have done it, he would have changed 11 players. Change all 11, out. yeah. He said, I'll change all 11. So maybe he'll get into them a bit. Yeah. When I also saw an interview with Mark Noble, I think before the game, talking about their training's never been so hard since Pellegrini's been there. Yes, and, why here? And they'll do this and they're in. So you get, you get so many things, best bunch of lads you've ever had, best atmosphere, training's never been so hard and all this. And yet, but, it's all but, right, I'm going to raise a controversial issue now because I'm writing a blog tonight and uh, I'm going to get grief on it, I know. But I, I'm gonna, it's going to get it off my chest. My question is, has Pellegrini lost his way? Is his tactics, is he a one-trick pony? Is he only no one way? I play this way, I play attacking football, and this is the way it is. Didn't he go four four two on Saturday? Didn't he put out he a He did go four four two for a while. Yeah. But so there's a change. <laughs> so that blows out your blog straight away. Well, uh, all right. But he, he he's very much old school, isn't he, Pellegrini? He he, he seems a very arrogant... Look, I'm not saying. I'd say he's arrogant. You wouldn't say he's arrogant. No, neither would I. He's got a he's got a uh, complete dislike this, this, of the media. The city boys um, call him this charming man. Yeah. That do you say he's a charming man? This arrogant, charming man. Would you say he's a charming man? Well, I wouldn't. I, I'm, I don't lot, know enough about no. him because he doesn't present I, himself I, to I, the media. I, I think he's a very honest manager. He, you know, he doesn't come out and... But is, is his time... The question I'm asking, is his time gone? Has Is he, you know, he peaked when he uh, managed Malaga, when he achieved things with low amount of money, etc. You could say when he... Well, you don't know if it was Premier a low amount of money. because Man City, he had all the resources at his um, yeah, But at Malaga, but... they had money for that league. Outside of the top two, Malaga had money. I just don't know if he's worth eight million pound a year. If we were paying, um, well, what uh, is he really on? Because I keep hearing this. People were talking about ten million the other day. You're saying eight? Eight. Is that eight if he wins the league, or is that eight? That's his basic. Eight, eight, eight basic plus bonuses. The reason you hear the other two, the two go to his backroom team. So it's it's ten total with his backroom team. Basic. I won't tell you how much each of them earns, but it's 10 overall. He how gets do you eight know? Because I do. Well, you shouldn't do, should you? Like a puppet on <laughs> a string. You shouldn't do a lot of things. But... Anyway, <laughs> is he worth 8 million? How else would you get... Has he made uh, much of a, that much of a difference? How else would you get a manager with his standing, his sort of like achievements to come and manage West Ham United? Well, you pay him a lot of money, of course. There you go. So it's down to them. If he, if they don't, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying think, it's not, John. If they don't think he's performing, they don't like what he's doing, which they probably won't do in the long run because we all know how they are. They fry him out, won't they? And then get in. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's had his day. Um, and I, I wouldn't be adverse to keeping him for three, four, five years. But what the fan base has to accept is that West Ham is still West Ham. 
there, there, there was no, that the, the money is not there to do what the owners said. It's a monkey on our back, and that's why I long for the day. So, that, what's the point of having an eight million pound manager if you can't afford to buy because the right actually, players for an eight million pound manager? The, the 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 way we play football is now a lot better, you know, than we used to. Billich's first season is it's, 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 it's such an anomaly because we'd had the Joss of Allardyce before that, you know, four years of purgatory. As, as I look about it now. Good word. When did, what was his highest position, by the way, Alex? Um, might have been ninth. Um, I can I can look that up. I think off the top of me, it might have been ninth. Um, but anyway, you know, we had the, the we had the the Pardew years, which at its height was great. Then it all exploded when we, you know, bought in Tevez and, and Mascherano and that unsettled the club. I mean, we've had like, it seems like 13, 14 years or I don't know, maybe 15, maybe lost since 2003. This this club has just been so up and down. It's either feast or famine and we've never really had any proper stability. You know, for a club that in its history has had 17-something managers, and in the last 13 years, I think we've had seven of them out of, what, 120 years of history. Yeah. You know, that, that shows that, that that's a very un-West Ham way thing to begin with, the amount of managers we go through. You know, Pardew, Kerbishley, Zola, you know, then the, the two idiots turn up and, and, and bring in the worst ever, Avram Grant. And we, as I say, we do the Allardyce. Worse than Rhoda. Yeah, I think Avram Grant was worse than Rhoda. You know, people forget about Rhoda's, the first year of Rhoda, without boring people with history, Rhoda's first season, he took a lot of Harry Redknapp's team, a team that were lucky to stay up the season before. Redknapp goes, Rhoda picks that team up, brings in a few players, gets us to seventh. I think we only lost two or three home games that season. Um Probably could have done better if we kicked on the second season. I, I, I blame the fact is that was the first season with the transfer window. So the season in two thousand and two, two thousand and three, we we had a lot of bad injuries before Christmas, and we couldn't buy anyone. We lost all our strikers. We had Ian Pearce up front. So there was that anomaly. If you look at the points that we got from January onwards, when we brought in Brevet, uh, Ferdinand, and oh, I don't know if we brought in Lee Bowyer then as well. I think that was the first time Lee Bowyer came in. If you look at that, we, we, we doubled our points tally in February to what we'd achieved from August to February. So, yeah, I think Avram Grant is the worst ever. You know, we've just had so much upheaval. Luke McCary. Luke McCary has made some great signings and I think history cheats him unfairly. I don't think the football was as bad under McCary as, you know, I, I, you know, I once joked on Twitter with McCary that, you know, he shouldn't slag off Allardyce so much because he's knocked him out the bottom three of West Ham's worst managers. You know, McCary actually tweeted back you know or you know it's time he, he'd like to apologize for it <laughs> it's time at West Ham you know mm-hmm. and, yeah I mean, off the back of that we go and we get the interview with him 
you know, where we talk about what he did with the club, and which if you look at it on the face of it, you know, he was. If you look at the games, we can look back now at the games on the on the highlights videos of all on YouTube, whatever. We played some good games of football under Macari. There was some real dross, Don't get me wrong, but but then we're getting that now with Pellegrini, aren't we? To bring it back to now, we get we're getting real dross at the moment, and it is it's feast or famine. When we're good, we look really good. When we're bad, we look really poor. How do we change that? I'm sure all clubs are looking at the same way. The Premier League, outside of the the, the the big clubs, how do you change it? The problem we've got is, if we're struggling, I'm not sure we've got the money in January to buy ourselves out of it. Where if, yeah. if the Tottenham's <clears throat> are struggling, you know, if Man United are still struggling, you know they can go out and they can spend £30 million on a player. I'd be I'd be surprised if we could spend ten this January. You never know. We'll see. Anyway, moving on. because um, I'm conscious of time, even though George is not here. Um the there was a story in the Daily Mail this Saturday, actually sent to us by Jonathan on our WhatsApp group, uh, suggesting that West Ham had a valuation of six hundred million that uh, Trip Smith had bought 10% with, and there have been talks with an American consortium, um, but but no, no, been no firm um, offices yet. Now, uh, that got you probably both quite excited. I can tell you, I spoke to two senior sources over the weekend who said the story is absolute, complete nonsense. There's no truth in it. There have been... No valuations. There's been no trying to put West Ham up for sale. There has been no talks with Americans. Trip Smith has got no ambition to grow his um, shares beyond the 10%. Um, and they've got no idea where it's come from. That's a bit disappointing news for you, John and uh, Nigel. Well, it did cheer me up that evening because I, lo- I looked at the WhatsApp group and you put on there, he's certainly not a liar. <laughs> That did, but I actually did laugh out loud when you and I read that line. So, yeah. The big question for me, right, is not what the current two, right? Um, gold is 81 and um, Sullivan's 70, right? One's a billionaire, 1.2 billionaire, that's Sullivan, and uh, gold's got about 500 million. The accumulation of wealth at their age is no longer a thrill, right? That they live for this the drama of West Ham in their their senior years. You know what what difference if they sell it for six hundred million? What they could, what what is Sullivan going to do with an extra three hundred million? I, I right? would counter that with the whole plan and an idea when they bought the club. Was it how long now ago? Now ten years ten in years, January on January the nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, so so they do so, don't have so, to pay penalties after two thousand and twenty three. If yeah, they sold but, it for six hundred million now, right? they would have to pay £80 million tax. I would say to you, the whole thing of buying the club at that time when they stepped in wasn't because they loved the club and they they have got a business plan and the whole part of why they would sell is to get that business plan to fruition and to stay there. Who cares now at their age? If you set out a goal... They're going to pass it on to their children. The big question (laughs) for me is not what they will do with it, 
but what their children will do with it. What will Vanessa and Jacqueline do with their shares when it's passed on? What will Jack and Dave Jr. do with their shares in the future? That's the question for me. I have no doubt that the other two are not going to sell. They die with their shares and pass them on in their wills to their children. How old are they again? Uh, I think Gold's 81 and uh, Sullivan's 70. Well, Well, he's had a quadruple (laughs) bypass in the past. What a pleasant, pleasant man. That's not very nice to wish them dead. I hope you're not wishing them dead. I didn't say that, did I? Don't put words in my mouth. Did I say that? What's your mum's name? What's her name? Mrs. Carl. It ain't even that, actually. No, it's not. She's been that for years. Nigel's mum. Nigel's mum. Please have a word with him. (laughs) I'm sure you didn't bring him up like this. Anyway, moving on. Uh, It's your favourite time. It's time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time, where you, the nine or possibly ten listeners, ask us, the three presenters, questions that we asked on Facebook earlier today. And if I've spoken long enough, then uh, Nigel's ready with his Facebook open, ready to read some questions and answers. Well done, Sean. Just enjoyed as you dragged the life out of that build-up while I was reading people's comments. Facebook question time. We should have like a thing to Pellegrini deserves a criticism for recent performances or not, or are the players letting him down? Any plus points from the couple of weeks, but if you don't want to ask anything, you ask anything you like. Uh, straight in, Ed Hughes. Evening, gents. How many people would have picked that starting 11 on Saturday? He thinks most would. Fabianski and Creswell's injured, so straight in you get Rob Barto and Masuaku. Rice wasn't fit midweek, but declared well enough to play. Yarmo's tired, so he started four nails. Who would you place four nails with? No, I'm a candidate. So he's gone, thinks 90% would have named that starting 10 to 11. So based on that display, the obvious thing is we've got to be lacking the correct motivation. Second best to everything, and everyone was half a yard off pace. They need to work harder on the training ground. He said, lose again, and he'll be worried about MP. As I said, Paul. Don't bring the MPs into it after this week ended in Parliament, though. Uh, David Smith, that was terrible on Saturday. Allardyce and Moyes would have been slaughtered given the same performance, and rightly so. We are nowhere near the top six and still a team with no pace. Uh, Alla is too isolated and he don't fancy our chances on Saturday either against a team that will give 100% and see us as a soft touch. Uh, next up, no one's really asking questions so far. Nicholas Harvey has got a question. Uh, it Does Nigel have more priority points than number of listeners to the podcast? <laughs> Yes, he does. I know his number of forage points. I'm probably not allowed to say it. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll leave that there. How many do 18. you have? Uh, which weren't enough to get me a Burnley ticket, can I point out? No, mm. you said that. That's nearly double of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, a, a totally abject performance from the manager and the team against Everton. 
He says Everton themselves weren't even that great. And Pellegrini's got his work cut out because he's used, uh, Nick Bilasav, he's used the R word, relegation form. Uh, (laughs) He's saying midfield isn't working. Too many flair players. Who who thought we'd ever complain about that at West Ham? Too many flair players. And they're not contributing when attacking. He says we're far too complacent and the team who think they're better than they actually are which for me, I think the problem stems from that it's the fan base that think that. Not quite time for Pellegrini out, but he's got to stop the rot. But as always, solidarity, brother. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Brady out, Sean. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No. No, of course no. not. No. Okay. She's a lovely Thank lady. you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> it's puppet. Those Michael Malin, uh, not Michael Palin, Michael Malin, those precious little darlings need a stern talking to. Manuel is managing like the waiter in 40 Towers that, that, that left back on Saturday for Everton's first. Oh, he didn't, a bit of grammar, Mike. Come on, help me out here. I've got to read it. Uh, so he says, managing like the waiter in 40 Towers. Should have put a full stop there. That left back on Saturday for Everton's first goal needs dropping, preferably from the top of Big Ben. <laughs> It's got some yeah. scaffolding on it. I saw oh, that. Yeah. On oh, was you at the uh, pro, pro demo march? Then? Was no, it was a oh, London, London dungeon. dungeon. Close. Oh, scouting for a new place. Uh, David Head. Mm. He's not a MP fan, nor's the rest of the country though. I gave him the first season as bedded in, but nothing's changed. Early doors, we were nicking results without playing well, and reality's kicked in. Smashed last season, the Wimbledon this season, Oxford. That's not good enough for a guy who spent 150 million and the majority of the team are his buyers, so no excuses for me. There's a point. That's a good point that David makes here. You think previously the owners or Sullivan by more fact got a lot of stick because we always used to accuse him of buying players behind managers' backs. We're now led to believe, thanks to Claret and Hugh and their senior sources, that all the buyers are actually Pellegrinis. Are we not? Yeah. So it gives, yeah, gives Sullivan a bit of a light, you know, way out for any articles in Claret and you to come up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big friend of Sean's, Dave Baker. 
Are we missing a Stuart Pearce type motivational character alongside MP? Energy and positivity are infectious and we do not seem to be able to infect the players with any before and during games. Well, shouldn't the skipper do that? Shouldn't Nobes be doing that, whether he's playing or not? Shouldn't he be giving the motivational? you know, getting too jingoistic or people, you know, throwing at the, you know, thing is, for me, a bit too many foreign players. That's my line. We should have a backbone of British players, you know? And, and I've, I've always said that. So, say what you like. Are you pro European uh, by any chance? I like Europe where it is. Yeah, <laughs> just across the water. I mean, if it had been up to me, we wouldn't have built the Channel Tunnel, you know? <laughs> but still, there you go. That's just because you like ferries. Well, yeah, more fun, really, aren't they, than the train? Yeah. Uh, you get more beer, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, Gary Prince, on. Sean's mate. Sure, I asked this time, but do you think we can finish top half if we keep ending matches with the likes of Wilshire, Roberto and a jetty on the pitch? What do you no. think of Wilshire's effort to block the second goal? I, I didn't oh, see it, so I don't know. Yeah, I, and you didn't see yeah. it. Well, no, I've off. seen it because I watched the highlights, but it was just there was other people there that could have done better. The only thing, Gal, can I point out, he spelt Wilshire differently, so you want to make your mind up uh, how it's spelled. And I don't think there's a nature at the beginning of his name. Uh, Ziggy Stardust, evening on. Uh, I reckon the players need to take far more responsibility for the last few performances, although MP is very predictable and doesn't appear to have a plan B. Do you think he should stick to his guns and plough on or make some radical changes in personnel and lineup? I think he should have a change-up. Br- bring back, um, what's his name? He's, he's now Bad at Westbrook. Great no. Diagana. Oh, no. yeah. Who did you say? Holland. Bring Julian Dix. <laughs> well, he could put the cones out. Ooh. Bring, oh, oh bring Holland in. He's banging in the goals in the reserves. Give him a run. Really, in the Premier League? Yeah, really, well, in the th- Premier League. We've done it before. This is how you find out if players are good enough, Sean. If you don't blame, all we keep hearing about is Holland, 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 Holland. Oh, we can play him in the league camp. Oh, yeah, no. And there he goes. So why not bring him in? There's, there's, bring there's him enough. in. If Anderson's out of form, Lanzini's out of form. Really? You're going you're gonna to bench 200 grand a week players and put in a three grand a week player in, in the form of, uh, in, uh, of yeah. Holland? What would he bring, Sean? If he got a, if he got a guy, what would he bring? I don't know. What would he Enthusiasm. Bring? Energy, pace. He's what he's what one player, lacking, John? John. He's what he's one player, mate. And it's I infectious. Just don't think... He got someone driving him. I think I think he would fail. I th- I think he would be like a lamb to the slaughter with the current team. It's like when they when uh, Allardyce put those uh, was it Allardyce that put? Yeah, you're thinking of not in the forest game to um, 
Yeah. Yeah, but Allardyce did that. That was the whole yeah, team. He, he brought in five of the kids, but then also is he played a tactic that was alien to what those kids played in the under-23s and what West Ham actually played. It wasn't... So you're saying he deliberately threw yeah. the game? Pretty and much. threw the kids under the bus okay. as an excuse. It was almost like saying to the fans... Anyway, I don't know why you're asking well, me. You know I know well, there is about that football. Point to it. <laughs> I'll just direct the question to John. That's got to be clipped, that section. Oh, That's a great goal, isn't yeah. it? That was a really good pass, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Darren yeah. Kitchen. Uh, he says, this is quite strange, I'm quite happy <laughs> attacking teams have off days. Onwards we roll. That's what we want to see, Dow, a bit of positivity. Good. Well done. Charlie, folks, we weren't all that when we were winning, and we're not so bad now. There are issues that you'd expect a manager of Pellegrini's calibre to spot and fix. Uh, we need more variety of systems so we're not easy to work around, and certain players need to grow up here. Both need to be led by the manager, but we can't do it alone. He's disappointed with four nails so far, but he's not giving up on him because there's been glimpses of something good. Really? I don't know what the glimpses he's seen. No? All right. Okay. Uh, friend of the show, Lewis Aaron Trout, who's not a Trout. Uh, the Walking Dead deserves massive criticism as he cannot motivate or the players don't listen to him. We seem to be going back to last season and only being good for 45 minutes. I don't even think we were good for 45 minutes on Saturday. Apart from Saturday, where the whole 90 minutes old was a Reggie Blinker. Oh. Uh, can you see the fair players uh, fancy being elbowed and clattered by Sheffield United on Saturday? No, he can't. I can only see us losing, sadly, but get your Tevez mask ready because A, it's Sheffield United and B, it's nearly Halloween. Well, I will, but I'm the only one going. You're not going. Um, looks like Hugh's not going. My kids aren't going, so I'm 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 going on my lonesome on, oh, on Saturday. Billy, no, mates. You must be used to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Richard Dodds, Dodsy. All right, my handsomes, where do I start? I'm sure you will have your more fair share of doom and gloom questions tonight, so I'm going to go try and keep it positive. Where can I get a Carlos Tevez mask for Saturday? eBay. Yes. eBay, yeah, yeah, eBay, and he says, and and with the ro- recent high-profile racial issues following England, more recently, my local team in Yeovil, by the way, Nigel, I was nothing to do with that. Do you think we'll have to be extra careful on Saturday with the abuse we're going to give Sheffield United fans on Saturday? He said Saturday twice there. I don't know. Do you think we've got to be careful with what we say to Sheffield United? Yeah, they're going to throw it back in our face. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably. I, I I expect to be beaten by Sheffield United. As I said, then they're, they're unbeaten away from home, uh, and they've got a point to prove. Their fans certainly think so. Maybe the players not so, but it's certainly a little bit of a grudge match edge to it. Oh, what's his name? Billy Sharp. He turned us down, didn't he? When we were in the championship. Yeah, he did. Uh, oh, I've just had a look. There are no Tevez masks on eBay. I don't know. Damn, that's oh, right. too late. He, uh, Oh no! Oh oh oh! There is one. 
Anyway, carry on. Nigel. You don't need one shot. You almost look like him anyway. It won't. It won't. It's seven pound. Get this. It's seven pound seventy-four plus ten pound postage from Argentina. I don't think it'll ride by Saturday. Sean, just do your hair slightly different. You're, you're, yeah, you're not that far off it, Sean. Anyway, uh, thanks, great thanks. to see you at Everton on Saturday, Sean, and well done for sending your phone elsewhere to check in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's always one uh, Norman Green alright Norm another West Country Hammer from Nonsky the sad old guy that needs to get a life <laughs> do you think if we took the Man City Liverpool line up put them in a West Ham strip and played them at the London Stadium they would play like West Ham we would buy world-class players. We all get excited and they bring something new. They put the shirt on a play like West Ham. When you look at the lineup on paper, you think it looks good. The whistle goes and so do my hopes and dreams. Do you think they should drop the Sunday League club mentality before they think about big club mentality? Big club mentality. Dear, oh dear. Well, he, Another he, he overused talked, word yeah, by Pellegrini. Talked, yeah, he talked about it. I mean, what about, for, for me, I, I think it, the club needs to look at the way they do social media as well. They put this video out, stupid video of Julie, uh, of Noble pranking, you know, watch out, Noble's about, you better watch out because Noble's about clamping Declan Rice's car. There's a, there's a, there's a time and a place for that. And it ain't when you're losing games and playing the way you are. And, I was and you quite have to be, well, no, I, personally, I, I don't see the need for that. I don't. What are, they, what are they looking to achieve from doing that? Don't know. Uh, a little bit of fun. Well, I tell you what, it was it was a betway thing, so it's it's a sponsor thing to try and get viral. And therefore, it's an obligation for a, a commercial well, sponsor. Just shows you how far football sunk. By the way, little Carlos uh, Tevez update: If you go on Amazon, there is a Carlos Tevez mask for one ninety nine plus one pound forty nine postage. It's posted next day on on uh, Fitcard uh, with a little bit of elastic. So if you do want it, don't go to eBay. Go to Amazon and uh, and, and get your Carlos, Carlos Tevez mask. In time for Saturday. There you go, people. Uh, hallelujah. The Ponteep himself, Mr. Simon Pope. God bless you. Uh, what is going on? Does Pele have a clue? There is no intensity going forward. How can we go from having a decent start to try to this, probably to this season, to now looking awful and mid-table? Perhaps because we beat shit teams at the start of the season, Si. Perhaps if you look at the teams that we beat, you can all see how shit they are. Uh, Four Nails needs dropping. He hasn't got what it takes for this league as yet. Uh, no support for Allah. Lanzini needs to man up. Anderson needs confidence. And the only plus point he could see is Roberto, uh, which isn't as bad as what we initially thought about him. Uh, Lord Toby Bean, the poshest man here. Uh, Tally Ho Chats. A couple of points here. Uh, Fabianski pulls off outrageous saves and even a nightmare couple of performances like Palace and Everton may have ended in draws at least, masking the poor form of the other players. Not Roberto's fault. He is adequate, but Fab is outstanding. Chin Chin 
We need to change formation so Halla isn't so isolated. Push the Lanzini right up for a couple of games. And if he's still off form after that, try someone else. I suspect he will improve in the real number 10 role. That was uh, Lord Toby Bean. Uh, Palumi. He was in the room. Palumi, you just made me lose the fight. It's funny how, how your accents get a lot more acceptable when your mum's listening. <laughs> Did they really? Did, well, were they unacceptable before that then? Uh, I believe so, yes. In what way? Well, some of them were bordering on... Uh, oh, were they? Let's just say on the unacceptable oh, right. side. Okay. Uh, but talking of bordering... Well, Palumi Ogaluna. <laughs> Oh, I'm doing an accent because uh, he's from Canada and the, or, or Canada actually, I believe. Yeah, Canada. Canada. <laughs> now you're making up countries. Yeah, you tried doing their accent, mate. I say it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth should have been a win if WHU wants to be a top club. They've followed that up with two or three losses. Next six games don't look great. Sheffield's style is different and will be difficult on the defence. Newcastle are looking better, even though they're still back three, Palumi. Burnley are back to being stout. I didn't think Burnley was stout. Newcastle's a stout, though, isn't it? Or is it Brownell? Nuki, Brown? Brownell, isn't it? Yeah, not stout. Uh, but then Chelsea, Tottenham, Wolves are good teams. Uh, I think we call that state in the obvious there, Palumi. Next up, Chopper Harris. Evening all. Apart from everything else, does anyone else think it might be the right time if Crestfall's fit and okay to play against Shitwood United? Uh, drop Anderson and play Arthur at left wing. Drop, An- can you, uh, drop Anderson and play Arthur at left wing. What do you think? <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's a bold move. It's a bold move. Do you, know, do you know the last time I think we've done that? I think it was Wigan away and Arthur got sent off for spitting at the Wigan player. Uh, no player should be guaranteed to start and perhaps the time has come to drop Anderson for one or two games. But then uh, it goes back to what John said, drop him, play Holland. How will Anderson feel sitting there watching Holland play in his position? And we'll, then we'll really find out what Anderson's about. It says, alternatively, the Lanzini can play in midfield with Wilshire or Snodgrass coming into central midfield. He, he then finishes, he always enjoys the podcast. Thanks for the good work. Carry on. Cheers, Chopper. Carry on. Uh, I was just looking. Under 23s are playing. Still no Winston Reid oh, tonight. Well, well that's because he, he's, he's nearly, done. He done, he'd just about make under 33, let alone under 23. What's the score, Sean? Uh, I think. Let me just have a check. Uh, just looking. Surely you'd... One nil. One nil. Who scored? Uh, go, uh, Joe Powell scored. Oh, that well-known player. Uh, DJ Leon. Oh, two nil. Oh. Oh, sorry, half time. I was looking at the wrong end. It's looking at the wrong end. end. I was looking at, uh, he scored oh, on seven minutes. Who scored, who scored second, Sean? Oh, now you're asking. You're really pushing me to Why limit it. You pulled it in. It's like if you're looking. Uh, West Ham 2, latest. Oh, uh, blah, blah. The Hammers. We know uh, who we are. Who know. are they playing? And Stoke, in it? Oh, they're right. playing Stoke under 23s at, at the Betway Stadium tonight. Yeah. And the same. But. What's the I Betway Stadium? Scored the second 
Sorry, Betway Stadium, Bet365 Stadium. Excellent early strikes from Powell and Holland. Ah, is that why you were saying that? Yep. Holland, there you go. Mm. There you go. Proving your point, John. Well Well played. Thank you. DJ Leon, he's only got one plan, and that's 4-3-3, and then we are down, he goes to 4-4-2 that everyone knows. Problem is, he can't defend our back four. He's all for, come on, Leon, help me out, mate. Full stops. Problem is, he can't defend our back four. He's all for, as in wing backs out of position. It don't make sense, mate. Stick to the music. <sighs> but he says, Anderson, since he joined West Ham, never played on the wing, was always a number 10, so swapping with Lanzini to get the ball moved faster to Alla. Auntie Penn. MP's a proven manager and has had the team playing well recently. However, it's not all about him for not doing well. It's down to the team and how they perform on the day. Look at that. No one's played well and they knew it. The whole team is responsible for the lacklustre performance. I'm reading out people's questions, Sean. Having said that, how we do Let's it? stop moaning and get behind the team so they perform. Supporters are fickle creatures. David Everett if the fans now realise we haven't been playing well all this season except the Norwich game yeah we've won we've won three games we've come on in Brains we've beat, we've we've beat the worst Man United on record we've beat a Norwich that are probably going to get rele- relegated we've played one of the worst uh, we've beat the, one of the worst um uh, Watford teams. So there you go. Is it any not great wins really, are they? Well no. Thanks for that. Bringing this down. You know, like the negativity that you are that you bring Sorry. to the table. Sorry. It's not great wins or or is it? Let's have a poll. Yeah. All right, that's a good idea. Are they great wins or are they not great wins? <laughs> I could do it at three separate polls, actually. I could string it out all week. I bet you could. Do you know, yeah. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Here's a great, and it'll be a great poll because I asked Ian Dow a question on his podcast. I haven't listened to the podcast, his political podcast, yeah. uh, for the many people with uh, Jackie Smith. Uh, what would come first, West Ham win a game or Brexit? Is that a deal or no deal, though? Well, what will happen first? Will, will we get Brexit or will West Ham win a game? Oh, I think West Ham will win a game. Well, I mean, October on. the 31st, mate, you know, we could get Brexit and if we don't, you know, beat Sheffield United. <laughs> it's up in the air, isn't it? It's a 50 50. It's not, mate, honest. <laughs> You can kid yourself as much oh, as you like. Even even uh, Newcastle are turning their their fortunes around. Well, they there you go. Too. You know, they could drag Brexit out, and we might not win the games. Perhaps that's the problem. Perhaps once we Brexited, West Ham might start winning games. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm with John. I still think West Ham will still win a game before Brexit happens. We've got another few years to yes, go on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, Wesley Williams has got a question. Uh, whatever happened to Shedman's music? Seems like it just up and disappeared. Well, it's all down to Sean, um, George when he does the... Uh... He lost the thing. Shedman, Shedman, Shedman. Did he? 
Yeah, he did. He recorded it. Dave Shipman. 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 There you go, Wes. It's back. Just for you. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Belinda. Can't do the voice today, Bill, because apparently it's a bit near the mark. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Non PC, apparently, your voice. Hello, Matty Pips. At the moment, I'm still with MP. She's not However, Greek. She might be when she goes to meet the in-laws. For all we know, when she goes to meet the in-laws, she could talk like this to fit in. We'll find out. However, there are some fundamental issues with the team. With the Everton game, the midfield was being overrun and leaving the defence exposed all the time. You cannot expect Rice to hold it together. He needs a supporter. The passing was poor. And that's not down to MP. That's down to the players. I personally, I'd just start wishing now, Matty Peeps. He's a sort of a player that needs a run of the games to become sharp. He could be amazing. And he should just be on a positive super sub. If we can't, he's not a super sub, is he? Because super subs come on and change the game and he don't. Anyway, Matty Peep, if we can't put on a better performance against teams like Everton, we don't deserve to applaud this in European football. I'm loving the show. She put a kiss to you at the end, Sean. Anyway, Mike Colston got a question for Sean. He thinks he may be a bit late, but he hopes not. But can Sean explain why the OSB haven't commented on the away ticket fiasco that occurred last week? Well, when you say they haven't commented, what is there to comment on apart from two people on social media um, have said they received a ban um, for selling tickets on Twitter? Now, my understanding, I talked to the club afterwards, I had no prior knowledge of these uh, so-called bans, is it's business as usual. A number of people have been banned in the last year, including a bond holder. Um, because if you're if you sell tickets only on Twitter, um, you've got a chance quickly, very shortly, tell people that may not know what you're talking about. Well, uh, apparently, two people, um, uh, one was a season ticket away season ticket holder, someone else were selling their Everton tickets online. Someone grasped them up. Another West Ham fan. West Ham don't go looking on Twitter and and social media for these. So people grasp them up and say, look, this person's selling it. If it's reported, it has to be investigated. That's the Premier League rules. It's the police rules. It's regarded as touting. And and these people received a call from the ticket office. Now, is it a real ban? I would like to... I I haven't checked with the people because I haven't spoken to them. I've, I've seen one of them on Twitter. But my understanding is it's not a proper ban. They haven't received a letter. They're not banned from stadium. They're not banned from away games. They may have been told that they're banned from buying tickets, but let's just see whether that really comes to fruition. Is it a bit heavy-handed? Maybe. But, you know, it. the, the club is between a rock and a hard place on these kind of things. And just to answer questions and various reports, no, it was not discussed at the... Uh, ticketing subgroup, which myself and Nigel at, we discussed, I think, one bit, which was a, a bondholder who received a, a ban, 
But we didn't discuss on it. We didn't vote on it. We didn't make some secret pact. So all the conspiracy theories can stop. Nigel? Yeah, I think we did vote that we should ban any fans selling their tickets, didn't we? Didn't we have a vote on that? I think, I, <laughs> See, I think all 250 all. people at the meeting did put their hand up, did they not? And, 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 and <laughs> you know, didn't, and don't, don't forget that we're scrapping every ticket, so no one's going to have tickets. We're, yeah, we're, we're scrapping joke, our away support, actually, and we're going to not bother taking away fans anymore. I, I think I think that's what people I believe. Followed this. <laughs> Go on. John, I haven't followed you... it, and I've, I mean, I've not, as you know, it's one of the things furthest from my interest is the politics. But I would say it's an example again of how the club and the way they handle and deal with a supporters group have thrown it under the bus once again. It's, a, it's, it's not whether right. it was whether discussed or not. It's the way it has looked. Yeah, but but Afterwards. there was there was someone banned four weeks before that. It's put people putting two and two. Uh, and yeah, it is, but it is an example of there being a ticketing group discussion, and then the week after people getting banned. Oh, well, well, no, no, yeah. no, I, I mean, it, it was it, it was two weeks after, and actually, when you look at it, the club are never going to sit in front of ten fans, five of which were guests, five of which are member of the OSB, and say to them. We know people are selling tickets, and we're going to start banning people. They're not. They're never. That's something internally, and I don't believe that's anything they, they should discuss they, with the OSB. Yeah, of course. But then they shouldn't. They shouldn't have a ticketing subgroup committee meeting, and then start doing that because it looks the way it looks. Oh, I, I get that, but you know why it was the one that received some bans? Because it's the first away game that is some look. Apparently, and I'm only just repeating what I've told. Right, so most of the away games have been Southern, haven't they? So we've had we've had the Bournemouth away, Watford away, Brighton away, even Midlands is achievable. When it gets up to oh, it's a, a an afternoon kick off up north. People who may have bought tickets morning points morning kick off um, well, half twelve. Yeah, yeah, it's often um, may have bought tickets for a little bit further up north and decide to get rid of them. Uh, struggle to sell them to their mates, put them on on Twitter. That's why, you know, it's the first one of the season where people may have been banned. But, <laughs> you know, let me give you a tip. If if you want to sell tickets for a away game, don't do it publicly. Don't do it on Twitter. Do it to your mates. Do it in closed groups. If you do it on Twitter, you're going to get caught because someone's going to grass you up. Now, I don't agree that's right. I don't think fellow fans should grasp each other up. But that's a fact of life. It goes on. Because the demand um, outstrips supply. And when you get that, you get people jealous that go, it's not fair. He's got a ticket. He sold it. So they grasp him up because they can't get a ticket. I'm not saying it's right. But if you do it on Twitter, whether David Gold retweets it or not, you're going to get caught because someone's going to grass you up. Yeah. So when when the official supporter groups have these meetings, all the, all the things are, it's all minuted anyway, isn't it? So won't that just put? Won't that just go out there? Won't you all... know full well, John, because you're just setting me up for that. Uh, subgroups are not minuted. I did ask at the beginning that all subgroups. So why are, are they not? Why are they not? Well, only only because of the amount of effort there there are. There are something like 14 different subgroups that meet twice or three times a, a year. And to produce all those minutes 
bring the minute taker and juice it and get it. I think they think it's just too much. So they minute the main OSB meetings. The idea of these subgroups is the subgroups meet. As I say, there's over 10 of them. They, they, they have a talk. They give feedback. Nothing gets agreed on these meetings. That feeds into the main OSB. They're the ones who've got the terms of reference. They're the ones that are minuted. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole supporters thing is just rubbish. West Ham United and supporters groups are rubbish. That's how I would leave that, Sean. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, but the thing is, the reason it's rubbish is because of all the rub, of all what's gone in the past and the way the club treated it. I, I, I've talking of that. I see we sort of uh, lost another uh, vice chair. I wouldn't even bother mentioning them again. But yeah, but see, they they were the big sort of big hope, and then quickly turned into a farce. Then you got this this. The method they use now is just laughable and it will never have credibility. So what is the answer? I, I, I do tell, I'll tell you what amusing tale. I'm now a member of Hammonds United. And the reason I became a member of Hammonds United is they sent me an email about the subgroup, right? And and, and wrote to me. Um, and since then, I'm on their mailing list. So everything, uh, it says, dear member, and I, I'm on their mailing list now, and I'm I'm obviously a member of uh, Hammers United. But the, the problem we've got is these groups want to complain about what happens in these meetings. They say the club won't engage with them, and they miss the point. Is it's the club's rules, and the rules are they will engage with them, but in these meetings. So they would actually do more good by being in these meetings than by standing outside shouting about these meetings and having a go at the people that are in the meetings. I'm just as frustrated and bored with all this bollocks with so many different fragmented supporters groups. So the best thing to do, the, actually, is, is to scrap the OSB yeah, and talk to no fans and just th- th- let the club get on with running it and be criticised because what will ever happen, people like me will always criticise them. People like Whistler and Amish United will always criticise them. The the club will always be criticised. Having this is not going to change it. All it does is actually turn fans against fans. So the best thing is actually don't have any fan thing. Just do what you want to do because that's what they're going to do in the end anyway. Isn't it part of the Premier League charter that they have to engage with? Must consult. But what does it achieve? It See, it. In all seriousness, without dragging this out longer, what does it achieve? All it achieves, from what I can see, is a certain well, group of fans beard, having a go at a different group of fans. That's, what, that's all we get. Well, how about the pies? Well, well, yeah, but then that makes it a laughing stock. I know you're bringing it up as a joke, but that just shows you what a laughing stock it is, isn't it? There's possibility that some good work's done. This ticketing group, you know, I'll say it now. I'm not a member of the OSB. We've had an email update today. I'm sure we'll put more out what's gone on with the ticketing subgroup. The club have got a lot to look at. It's quite funny. One of the things I mentioned, the club seemed really keen to now put out. <laughs> and a bit of me's now thinking, you know, after I went yes. to the meeting, I wish I hadn't gone to the meeting because the amount of stick I took <laughs> off of people that knew me um astounded me um then 
you know, you get accused of being a club stooge and everything just for going to the meeting to try and make a difference for other fans, you know, not for me as such, because I do what I do and I just crack on with it and I never complain or, and I'm not stupid enough to try and sell tickets. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never complain, well, says Nigel. We've got two quotes on here tonight. I never complain. I'm talking about, let's have a little snippet. I never complain about away ticketing. I don't ever complain about the way they do away ticketing. Says the person with eighteen points. Well, you know, I've, I've, that's, <laughs> you know, all legitimately earned. <laughs> can I add? Right. You know, you you only get them if you legitimately earn them. And at the end of the day, if people, sh- you do the hard well. No, yeah. I'm not going to turn around and say I go up north when I go up north and I go down south when I go down south. I'm not going to turn around and say I go every game. I don't. You know, I get ticket for one person. And that's because they don't live in London anymore, so they can only get to the games up north. And that's it. I don't advertise it. I don't whatever. Let's move on. We're we're supposed to be in the middle of uh, a Twitter question time, and we got derailed with a question from whoever it is. Um, But thanks, Uh, Miriam Williams. Oh, boy. He's Pellegrini, a latter-day Arsene Wenger. I blame Karen Brady. Enough said. Wacky da. Brady out. Is Pellegrini a Latin day Arsene Wenger? It's a bit early, isn't it? To be thinking that. Well, we haven't had um, the success that Wenger had, so not at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's win something it's first. Interesting analogy, isn't it? And if you go to celebrity-facemask.com, Carlos Tevez celebrity face masks are available for one ninety nine. Availability is a thousand, so that's celebrity dash, middle dash, whatever it's called, dash, facemasks.com, Carlos Tevis Mask, one ninety nine. Well, I've already And I would Amazon, like to but, thank um, Mr. Richard Dodds for that, my handsome, who's just texted me that picture as we speak, as if he can hear the podcast, which he can't, because we're still recording. And that, my friends, is the end of Facebook question time. Ooh. So, well, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you later, then, gents. Yeah, predictions for for Sheffield United at home. Carlos Tevez trophy uh, unbeaten away on all season. John, uh, we will. They will go one 0 up. We will equalise, and then they'll nick a winner in the last five minutes. It'll be two one to the Blades. Oh, Nigel. I think we're over worrying about Sheffield United and I think we'll win 1-0. I think the fans oh, will bring us. I think that the fan base are going to be really up for this. I'll go 2-1 uh, since I'm going to be there with Carlos Tevez Mars. That's it. Uh, I, I, we noticed that we don't do Super 6 updates anymore, which shows you how bad Nigel's doing. But I'm sure he'll talk about it when he starts scoring some points. <laughs> I have Sean. Nigel has been. John has been. Trying to keep cheery. That's it. That's all we have time for. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bye. One minute 20. Bye, bye. Bobby Moore.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.